Hey, this is Townsend Russell with 100% Dad. On today's episode, we've got Sean Morris of Hick Life fame. Uh, we're going to talk a, a lot about hunting. We're going to talk a little bit of a tragedy and sadness and and what the month of September represents that I had no idea and we need to make sure everybody knows. Here it goes. All right, so why don't you introduce yourself? Name, occupation, anything relevant to your life? Uh, my name's Sean, and I am founder and creator of HickLife.com. Uh, we are an outdoor lifestyle brand that is geared towards all the stuff we love to do, hunting and fishing and mud and shooting and outdoor country living. I personally am biased. I feel we got the hottest stuff on the planet. And uh, So do you sell, like, outdoor gear? Or yeah, just shirts. Yeah, shirts, hats. Yeah, just normal clothes. Shirts, hats, decals. So how would you get into that? Pop sockets. This, these just came in today. Um, pretty much just had an idea. You know, just, I mean, wanted to create something that gave us an opportunity to express how we love to live. You know, and just had an epiphany and all so that. You were this way before the Hick Life brand. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you just built a business around it. You Correct. didn't like, think of the business like, oh, I should probably live on a preacher. No, That's no. Cool. No, I, I, I was, I was a, I've been in the lifestyle, mm, well, I always grew up like fishing and hunting with my granddad. My, my grandparents on my dad's side were from West Point, Virginia, real small town. Okay. Where? <laughs> uh, West Point, Georgia. Okay. Yeah, West Point, Georgia. Real small town. Um, and I spent a couple years with them as a kid. And um, they 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 lived the lifestyle of necessity. You know, I remember going fishing if we weren't fishing the dam or wherever we were going out in the woods or whatever. I remember one day Granddad hit a jackrabbit, you know, with his car on purpose. Went in the trunk, we ate it. You know, possum, same thing, raccoon, all that stuff, because meat was expensive. And I hear like a dog sounds like it's running through my yard. I guess one of them must have went too far or whatever, they were training or whatever, you know. And um, so I sent my wife a message, I'm like, hey man, somebody, somebody there? You know, I mean, of course, I didn't see anything for like two days after did that. She hunt with you? you know, no. I mean, but she did. You guys got like but a little n- camp set up? N- not at the new spot. Um, she hasn't yet. But. Where I used to hunt in um, Hazelhurst, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. But uh, actually, believe it or not, it's a house. It's a 3 2 house. Oh, nice. um, it's on five acres in the middle of 250 acres. That's the middle of 3,000 acres. So you can just kind of set up a feed spot on your five acres? Oh, I got. Yeah. I got. <laughs> the 3,000 acres is all plant pines. My, my spot's all hardwoods. Oh, so they're, they're low. Nice. And, and, and they're, it's. I have about a 40-yard shot, which is I've never shot, you know, never hunted that close at all. I'm all used to hunting soybean and cotton, which is like, you know, 200-yard, 250-yard shots. Really? You know, so you can we can sit here and have a conversation while we're hunting, you know, I mean, because they're so, I mean, you're such a far deal. And um, so it's a different experience, like, you know, being that close, man. It's almost like bow hunting. It's perfect for bow hunting, I mean, because it's so close, but... Like if you if you breathe wrong, you know. Oh my God! I mean, if you, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a whole different experience for me. For some reason, you know, so much like the bighorn ones. Yeah, they are so much more aware. Oh yeah, they don't get big by being yeah. Right. Yep. So, I mean, the does and the spikes and everything, like, they'll eat in front of me for right. 15 minutes. And, like, I still itch my nose a little bit as long as I'm, like, yeah. I have a leafy suit so I can 
Like, right. Some movements. But, like, they're staring at me the whole time, and then they'll go down and eat. Them. Right. Because they know something's off. Right. You know, in a stand. But, but yeah. yeah, the bucks. I had one the other day. Like I said, I, so I'm, I'm still learning hunting. So I heard something behind me. It's all hardwoods behind me. I got a like, kind of a cleared spot that's put back in front of me. So I'm standing because the uh, day's ending, so it's getting dark. So I go into a stand because I'm like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in the next 15 minutes. Mm. So I hear something in front of me, something behind me. So I turn around, I'm like looking behind me, trying to like re- listen real intent. And then the freaking buck, like 20 yards in front of me, sneezes real loud. Oh. And it's, it's, I didn't know they did that. Oh, he, he, no, he probably wounded you. So I whip, I whip my head around real quick. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that movement, I just see a white tail and his horns. And oh, no, no. Th- yeah, he didn't sneeze. He, he, he wounded you. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they blow when that happens. When they catch your scent, they'll, they'll, they'll blow or they'll snort. Yeah, I mean, they'll, I mean. Is that a warning to others? Yeah, and then when they, when, if they throw, throw their tail up to it, it's flagging. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's to warn whoever. You know, those will do it too and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, if they catch you, yeah, they'll they'll warn everybody. Sometimes, I mean, there's times where you, I, I won't see anything. I'll just hear, you'll hear him, and then you'll hear him stomping, you know, and and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this weekend's last week in bow season. Oh, okay. And, uh, I don't even know what's up with Florida. I've only hunted Florida like once. So I've heard that Florida, like if you can hunt deer in Florida, mm-hmm. you can hunt deer anywhere. Because deer in Florida, well, hey, they're tiny, but right. they're super sensitive, I guess. To yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it depends on where you're, where you're at. I mean, if you're, if you're somewhere where they're accustomed to sound, that's fine. If you're somewhere where they're not accustomed, that's probably, you know, circumstantial based on their environment. We're out in Benel, we, so we have a twelve thousand acre tract, but we're surrounded by fifteen thousand acre St. John's Water Management Tract and like a whole bunch. I mean, you know, Benel, it's just, yeah. That whole area is, um, it's, if you take 11 down. Yeah, I had a, pla- I had a place out in the Mondex for a while. Uh, Daytona North. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's out in that area, which is just all wilderness. I mean, forever. Right. Uh, I mean, probably 100,000 acres out there. Yeah. Since. So that's where we're at. But, um, yeah, I mean, camera catches them all the time. Right. Me? Like, this weekend I went out every, every evening and, uh. I mean, every single evening, like, right as it gets dark, the big bucks come how, out. How soon before dark do you out? Uh, so I get out there usually around 5 if I'm going to hunt. Okay. So you get, like, two, three hours in. Yeah, so I, once I went out there, like, because they could, I've gotten them on camera, like, at noon, at 4, at, like, all these different times. But uh, uh, so once I got out there at, like, 3.30 and sat, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, you know, it was a little hot. <laughs> so right. Uh, I think I'll just wait, because I didn't see anything until, like, 6. Um, so yeah, so now I just get out there at five. What about in the morning? Um, I've done some mornings. I don't see as much action in the morning. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. The cameras will catch them, but um, so I'm, I'm a, this weekend. I'm a, I don't know, I guess as much as uh, Ryan will let me. Right. Uh, my wife. So we'll see. They were out of town. This they were up in uh, North Carolina. Start to the P. I grabbed the camera. Whatever national forest. Scattered in her grandma's ashes. Oh, okay. And so I stayed behind and we had a weekend of hunting in. Right. I almost stepped on a massive water moccasin. Oh, really? Like seven foot long. Like wow. massive. Like, I mean, the thickness was like my forearm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, hmm. If it wanted, it could have eaten me. Right. And I, it was right behind my stand because I decided instead of walking in front, I decided mm-hmm. to kind of sneak behind in the woods and come through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that way I didn't leave a scent trail. Right. See how that played out. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I take a step and I see something move like within probably two feet of me. Wow. I see something big kind of go away just a little bit. It moves like a foot or two and stops. I'm like, that is a big wow. snake. And he, clear mouth because I got pictures of it. He's uh, I he taking pictures of there. Snake boots and stuff. Uh, I did after that. Yeah. So I don't have the snake boots. So I, I have regular like um, areas boots and I uh, a lot of times when I'm out there because it's a little wet and it's been raining lately it's dried out but I would wear like the um, knee high rubber boots mm-hmm. uh, but I got some snake uh, shin guards so when you walk out what are you walking out in these Ariats? Uh, so either Ariats or the black rubber boots like the leather Ariats and stuff or? yeah leather they have rubber bottoms okay yeah it's leaving scent everywhere is it? Yeah, what happens is it comes through everything that goes, and it's so go with the black rubber, black rubber, or some yeah, some good hunting boots. It's um, what is a hunting boot? Is that you know they're like snake bite boots. They're just usually rubber lined. Yeah, um, they're like a thick material. Like canvas. No, they're like a like a almost like a neoprene, like a wetsuit type material. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, they're thick. Um, Academy has them. Um, Probably Dix would probably have them. I think I got mine from Academy. They last like. To shop at Dix, they don't sell guns anymore. I know that's I crazy. That's yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, uh, Academy has them for sure. I think we have one of those in Jacksonville somewhere. Yeah, there is. But yeah, that that's that definitely helps. If you walk out there and and because you know, I mean, as you come down, your the air. Oh, it, just, it just leaves a trail. I'm just thinking about the snake now. So I, yeah. I went in there with a mower. I, I cleared some water right. past for myself just because I'm like, right. You know, that's the second time I almost stepped on a snake, and that thing was massive. Yeah. I almost killed. I was thinking about killing it. I'm like, if I'm going to hunt this area, right. I'm not sure I want that thing living. But yeah. I talked to it. I just we made an agreement. I'm like, listen, you don't kill me, I don't kill you. Yeah, they, they don't bother you unless you because they know they can't eat you. Yeah. You know, now if you step on them, they'll probably hit you, but. You know, definitely snake boots are, are important for I, that reason. I, I, but also, but also, you know, scent-wise, because you're leaving a trail. You're leaving a footprint everywhere you go if you're wearing area odds. I, I felt because I had the rubber soles up. Mm. And I spray down with um, that field spray. Yeah, no, that stuff helps, but they can smell it. They can right. smell it. Um, rubber boot would be better than I think that than was area the when I was wearing those boots. Yeah, because for a while I had to wear those rubber boots because I... Like there's some wetland that I go through, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, like, it, I mean, it, it'd go like high ankle on me. Uh, right. Sit down, stick down in some spots. Yeah. Um, so like boots weren't an option. Those, those. Yeah, those, my sp- those are better. Yeah, and I still spray down. But even then, my jeans and my you know. my leafy. So I wear like jeans and a leafy suit over that, like a. Right. Now, what, what do you do for prepping of your clothes? Uh, I've got some like drier set things. Uh, right. And then I, just, I spray the hell out of it. But do you do you wash them in your normal wash machine? They use the scented yeah. stuff. Yeah. I don't know if we use scented stuff or not, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I feel like the hunting stuff. I don't think I've washed it all season. I just yeah, you're you're better off like like either hand washing or just hang it outside or stick it in the freezer. Just like dedicate those pair of jeans because you know freezer kills out all bacteria. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying this is for cleanly purposes. I'm not gonna be married. Um. Yeah, freezer does not kill germs. Huh? Freezer doesn't kill germs. Yeah, it'll help. Like bacteria and stuff. No. You know. That's why you still have to wrap all your meats and everything separate because germs will survive. Well, I don't know. Freeze. They slow down. Yeah. They're not active. They're not breeding. But I feel like my role as a dad is to kind of provide, you know, provide knowledge for my kids. 
best I can while they're young. And um, they're still relatively young, and you're getting to the older ages where you're really. I feel like, at least I don't, I don't know how I'm going to be then, but we'll figure it out then. But right. like it's less. Like, you're more controlling in the beginning. Then you have to start to kind of, like, release some freedom mm-hmm. and more guidance than, like, dictatorship. Yeah. Um, it's still a dictatorship, though. Yeah. <laughs> my house, my rules. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you're, you're, but you you're right. Kind of like, mm-hmm. I feel like go out and do some stupid. Like, like my older daughter, she she used to tell me, because I, I'm, I'm no, I know I'm repeating myself several times, but we used to bump heads quite a bit. And uh, we don't know how much of this audio we recorded, so <laughs> this might be fresh, right? Okay, <laughs> but yeah, we used to bump heads quite a bit. So uh, she used to tell me, she's like, "Daddy, you won't be able to handle when I when I when I'm 18, I move out, you know." And I was like, "Oh, you don't understand. Like, I want you to go. Not that I want you to go, but I said you need to go out and get your nose bloodied, you know, and that sort of thing, and take the hits on the chin to understand, so you understand what what I, you know that." Your parents are your only true allies in life, you know. I mean, I mean, I feel like as as parents, you know, like you know, we're the ones that are, will take the bat for our kids and take that bullet for our kids, and we just want nothing but the best for your kids. That doesn't always mean giving it to them, but it means right. teaching them how to fish versus giving them a fish. Right. So with my boys, I'm trying to teach them how to fish. Let them experience consequences. Right. Yes. Yeah. But most people that get breast cancer are older. Yeah. Prostate cancer definitely. That's only affects guys. Yeah. You know, and most guys don't get it until their forties or fifties. Right. You know, and I would trade my life at forty-five right now to save my daughter's life for sure in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, and feel like I've had a good life, even though I've never I haven't accomplished anything I want to. But she didn't even get a fraction of what right. we've ex- experienced in life. Yeah. You know, I mean, so you know, I think there needs to be more awareness for that and what happens on social media myself included before we started donating St. Jude's even though they turned her down they would not so, take so her. I've heard St. Jude's a lot and right. are, are they kids only? yeah kids only okay but they turned her down really? yes yeah, and, I, and I was very mad at St. Jude's that I've heard because they get funded well I would assume yeah because that's a popular name yeah and I can't I can't, are they like I can't agree with all of that 4% I can't agree with um you know, some of their narrative either from being on the inside looking out. Um, I don't know if I have any factual evidence. I feel like I do. Um, but, I mean, you know, their commercials are geared towards, more towards, you know, they don't... Well, they're, they're fundraising. Yeah, they don't, tell you, they don't tell you that, you know, the image we got is that everybody's accepted. Well, we applied, and so far you're not accepted. What do you mean? Well, we don't have anything for your daughter, what do you mean? You guys do all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, she's too high risk. But what you guys say in your ads that no one's ever turned away. No, no, no. We say no one's ever turned away for the inability to pay our right. print. You know, so it's kind of shitty. That's all I, I mean. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how I feel. I'm not, And they've done a lot of good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know. Um, no, I, I see it from both sides. The other, other option is uh, other thing I noticed they say you know one in five kids won't make it the number is much higher than that really yes because what happens is and this, we have learned this unfortunately because like the little boy Wyatt which my wife and her mom became really good friends uh, at the hospital he was four years old passed away well because he didn't die from AML he died from complications 
fighting for his life, they don't count that as dying from cancer. So it doesn't count. But that's a that's a weighted average. I mean, so that's not fair. Yeah, no. Because that's I mean, if you're not so if you're fi- if if that caused the illness, and the treatment is what kills you, but if, if you never had the illness, yeah, the treatment wouldn't. And so it's like chicken or egg. So why can't we be transparent with that? So I think they want to show that we're making progress, but really we're not making well, as much progress as we're leading. So they want the big people feel that their their donations their are making are, yeah. making a it big difference. And I'm not saying they're not, but you know, because you still want that fundraising because it does right assist right. Just, I mean, so you know, I mean, and I you know, I, it's, it's it's frustrating from this perspective, but. Yeah. Our goal is to do a lot more. We want to raise awareness, eventually get to the point where we can cover funeral expenses, and then get to the point where maybe we can even lobby for more money, yeah. you know, for awareness. Because I mean, shit, we all were kids. Why can't why can't kids get more than <laughs> less than four percent? Remind me next time you know? we're like, send me a message or something. Okay. So I can. Well, like, she has a fan page. She'll be posted on there. Well. Okay. Yeah. It's so, on, yeah. I, mean, so I can like, share. I literally never heard that before. Yeah. I have yep. no idea. It's yep, yep. I mean, so I, I did that up in up in Pennsylvania. We had a group of people that came up. They all had their pink ribbons on and stuff. Or one was purple for autism and stuff. I said, "Oh, that's cool." I said, "Do you know what this month is?" And they're like, "September Fair Week." Yeah. I was like, yeah, it is cool. I said, "But you know, so you see that girl in that shirt right there? That was my daughter. So she passed away. Says so child cancer awareness. And I'm not doing that to make you guys feel bad or anything like that. But so the, you know, it's real." I said, but you know, I feel like as a parent, we need to, we need more people to realize what September is, and, and that kids are out there dying yeah. and fighting. Surprised seeing Jews that's taking into that, I like mean, had huge campaigns. Well, I mean, but the problem is, and, and we were guilty of it. Commercials would come on TV and change the channel because oh man, I can't watch that. It's so hard. Yeah. But you know what? We gotta watch it because this because we change channel doesn't mean it doesn't happen. So when you're scrolling through that feed and you see a little bald headed kid that's fighting for their life, don't be like, oh shit, I can't look at that. No, read that story. Hey, it is super sad. You know, I mean, it's, especially you know, if you have kids, because you, you just don't want to think about it. I mean, I mean, you know, kids, my kids included. I want to be a firefighter, a doctor, a police officer, all this stuff. You know, McKinley told me she's like, Daddy, I just want to live. Yeah. You know, I mean, so it's just like, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's different on this perspective. I do have to. I don't know if this will be in your in, in the podcast, but I do have to give a huge thank you uh, to Tom Coughlin. You know, uh, he consults with the Jaguars. He used to manage the Jaguars. Yep. Uh, but he has a thing called the J Fund, which we're a part of, and he invites people in this area that lost children to cancer, um, childhood cancer. And, um, you know, they do a thing. You know, they, they help us out paying our bills during this time. You know, they covered a couple mortgage payments for us. Such, I mean, such a great, amazing person, what he's done. Um, and he created that because one of his students, when he coached high school football, died from leukemia, uh, Jay McGillis. Okay. And um, he created a thing called the J Fund based off that. You know, so um, we, we go up there once a year and we're around other families that have lost yeah. kids to cancer. They do a guy, a dad's group and a mom's group. And it's uh, we're part of a club that no one ever wants to be a part of. Yeah. But you know, it, it, help, it really helps for coping. And I would assume that's really tough on a marriage. Oh man, it's um, if you have any, if yeah, you have, I'd be surprised if like most marriages make it through that. Most of them don't. Um, but like what we talked about this in the guys group this time was that um, 
what some of the guys said, if you have any any hinkling, I don't even know what's a real word, but any any um, any issues of a of a not strong marriage, you definitely you definitely won't make it. You know, and one of the guys' whole thought process is that well, most of the people they talked to were having issues beforehand anyway. So if you're not strong beforehand, is it really, you know, that? And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you can make it if you have issues, if you work it out. But I can tell you, I think this could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. You know, I mean, for sure, because the stress level is just ridiculous. And it's no one's fault. That, no, just in, you know? in the coping. Yeah. Like, because I, I can imagine, like, it, you know, obviously you don't want that to happen. But if that were to happen, like, I would probably bury myself at work. Yeah. yeah and I my mean, wife would want me there just holding her all day long. Yeah. And I yeah. would not want to do that. Yeah, my wife's a little different. She doesn't talk about it much. Uh, we talk occasionally, but there's times, man, there's, like, times where, you know, I'll just, I'll be having a crappy day and just, you know, you're just crying for, I mean, obviously for obvious reasons, but it's just like, you know, and. I can tell she doesn't know what to do and that sort of thing, and there's nothing that fixes the situation. You know, so it's a challenge. It's very taxing, you know, and having, you know, probably, like I said earlier, ADD-type deal. Even even when I sleep, it's hard to get rest sometimes because your mind's always racing, and, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, you know, it's... it's uh, four years, that's still super fresh. You know, that, but then you have to shift gears. I mean, it's like being bipolar, too, because I have to be... I have to be a parent to my yeah. other kids. Just everyone, I said, you seventeen. Know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, nine I mean, and six or something. Yeah, I mean, so you still have to go through the motions of somewhat normal parenting, because if you're always in that funk, you know, you are inside. So even though we suffer in silence with her being sick, with her not here, we, we're still suffering. At least I'm still suffering in silence because. You have to be that, well, you know, the kids, let's, let's go to the skate park type deal. Let's, you, know, you can't always be mopey because then all you're doing is breeding depression right. on your kids. You know, I mean, it's, it's, man, it's, a, it's a lot of weight. Uh, I guess for a question both before and after, like, were you Christian before or after? Were you, like, Jewish or I don't, I don't um, know, I don't know your, if you're yeah, I mean, I, God or anything? I mean, I was, I was raised religious. Um, What's your religion? Southern, I assume Southern Baptist because you're in the South. <laughs> yeah, non-denominational. Okay, it'll be easier that way. Um, but I, I would say I'm I'm probably in limbo with stuff because I assume an event like that just really calls into question yeah, your faith. It, it, yeah, it causes you to question everything. And what irks me the most, and I don't know how much of my Facebook you've seen or on her page or any of that stuff with just, this just stuff. Just a little bits. What gets me the most, and I don't know whoever this may hit home to, or even if it makes the cut, it's, if it doesn't, it's fine too. But you know, if you know somebody that's lost a loved one, a child, especially a child to cancer or whatever, I personally feel the worst thing to ever tell somebody is that God needs another angel. You know, um, I've heard that so many times it makes me want to vomit. You know, and if you're a believer. If you've ever seen your child suffer through cancer, you would know that there is no way that that was done because they needed another angel. There is no, there is no way on this face. I don't think a lot of that they just don't know what to say. I, th- I, I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here with you. I don't know what to say. Yeah, and, and that's what me and my wife talk about that sometimes. And I think it's just people just want to show that they care. But yeah, those words, man, are super important just because of the fact that it's such a sensitive 
issue for most, and it is for me. Um, but I mean, it's just you know, I mean, it's just I don't know. It's it's hard. It's challenging, yeah. you know. Or the other one we get is, oh, we know how you feel. I lost my grandfather. Are you serious? Like, I mean, like seriously? Like, you know how it is because your grandma yeah. was ninety eight and my Not daughter was thirteen. Right. You know where. Where she looks at you and says, Daddy, I don't want to die. And it's like, okay, okay, we got this kid, you know, and like, I mean, I don't know. And I hate to be cynical about it, but there's truth to it. There is truth to it. You know, I'm just, be, you know, like I said, I'm just. But that's probably where the, that, that dad grew, that the, like you said, the J fund, like that yeah. dad's group and that mom's group. Oh, yeah, and then we talk about then it comes up, and I'm not just the only parent that feels that way, and it's just like, yeah, assume, you yeah. know, it's just, I mean, and I think it's, I think part of it's the connection. People are trying to connect, they want to show you that they care, that sort of thing, but. And legitimately, Man. just talking about like, because I mean, like, we kind of talk, I don't know if it got cut out or not. Um, uh, so I don't even know if you want to talk about it. Like, do we ignore it? Do we talk about it? Do we cry with you? Do we just focus I, on I the talk. positive? Do we focus on the negative? Like, I mean, that's I a, talk. You know, I don't mind sharing it because that's the only way we're ever going to make a difference. Um, everybody's different. Some people are more reserved. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, you know, there's times I can talk about it like this where I feel okay. Times where I talk about it, and I'm just like, you know, where it's, you know, not now. I'll probably feel bad like the next couple of days because yeah. the emotional roller coaster. Like, I'm know. like getting close to, like, I never cry. Yeah. I'm getting like close to tears. I didn't even know your family. It's, it's just, mean, it's, it's, it's um, so sad. I, you know, it's, it's awful. I mean, it's an awful thing. But, you know, it's just not her. But there's kids that are, you know, there was one of the parents, I mean, had lost a child to leukemia and that. They lost, they've lost two, and they have two more kids. It's genetic in their family. And so now, now they're worried about their other two kids. And they've lost two. I'm sure they get those kids tested. Like, you know, I mean, but, but it's like, so it's not just her. It's not just my kid is what I'm saying. Right. You know, it, it's it's all it's kids that are, there. yeah, I mean, and that's what that's what you realize. I guess sad it is because, you know, the selfish part of me will say, you know, it's my, I lost my, my kid. But there's not just it's Wyatt and it's other kids that have lost. That you know that we've we've seen come and go through this process, you know where they need more than three three point eight five percent or seven five percent. Yeah. You know, I mean, why is breast cancer number one and prostate cancer number two? Be awareness. You know, I mean, well, guess who's in Congress? Most older males. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's unfortunate. Maybe I'm wrong for saying that, but that's the way I view it because, you know, I mean. So that's the goal of the Kelly uh, Rain. Yeah, McKinley Foundation. Is to bring awareness to the fact that there is childhood, there's fundraising for childhood yeah. cancer. That exists. Some things need to be changed. It's just such a, a not talked about thing. Yeah, we we push for T cell therapy and stuff now. T cells becoming more, more of a I don't want to say mainstream, but more accepted. Um, it's where they use your own cells uh, to fight against it, or they they can actually use HIV to fight it. Um, they reprogram the HIV virus, so you never get. AIDS, you know, um, where it fights and eliminates all cancer. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This It's amazing. <laughs> it, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, cart, uh, is, is leukemia a kid thing? Like, do adults get it? Yeah, adults get it. Okay. But usually it's CHL in adults, which is chronic leukemia, which okay. means long-term, you know. So usually in adults, it's CHL. Okay. You know, chronic. So, if, like, you're a carrier for that. Like, he's going to hit early. They say it's not genetic. But then they oh. have that one, but both their kids. So, suppose it's not genetic. You know, but as parents, when so our kids get chance. sick, they don't know. They know pesticides cause it. Uh, they know fluoride. I think fluoride might be linked to it, possibly. Um, fluoride? 
possibly, maybe. Um, but I don't know, pesticides. Like, I remember my sister, like, my little sister, I didn't get them for summer. Oh, I got fluoride when I was a kid. Yeah, fluoride. Yeah. Just we had well water. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're not getting enough fluoride. Florida, we used to get fluoride every week in school. Yeah, we got yeah, it. It was, seven, it was like seven bucks for the whole year or something. No, wait, my sister got it. I don't think I got it. It was a little yeah. purple pill. I remember that. Oh, we got This was a like a came in a little cup. It was like squish, like, yeah, okay. like mouthwash. We we know that what we went through, and I will tell you what, the day to day struggles of being a parent to multiple kids, to having your kids sick, to life still goes on. I had the IRS come visit me. There's Florida State Revenue for not paying my quarterly the taxes IRS. because I didn't I didn't give a shit. I cared about her survival. That was not priority. So they sent their nasty grams and calls and all the stuff. And I just, I, I, it just, it wasn't, it just never registered, yeah. you know? And I get a, they actually sent somebody to the house, they you know? know and and, and I, I think I ran, ran to pick up her prescriptions or something. And then I, I called when I got back because McKinley was there. And, um, and I said, oh, well, we see that you're going through some stuff. I said, yeah, I told you guys that. And it took them seeing her without her hair, you know. Oh, so you and, had told them. Yeah. Okay. You know, and all that stuff. And, you know, it was just like, I mean, and they, they did a forbearance and all that stuff. And it was just, you know, I mean, you yeah, talk to the mortgage companies and say, hey, you know, like, we lost half our income and now my wife's not working and all this stuff. And they don't. Their life goes on. Yeah. You know, I mean, so we understand what other parents are, are having to deal with. You know, well, then, um, like you would think, like your friends and other family, like have to continue their lives as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so that's... you know, it's, it's multifaceted. Um, like I said, you know, if I can leverage my pick life company to do a lot of exposure, which I do, I do tie it in there as well. It's a it's a win win. Um, I look at you know that sort of thing. Um, that's why I do the the little. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the promotions we do on Facebook. The little People can donate their birthday to a foundation on Facebook. Not on there a lot. I see little bits here and there. <laughs> yeah, when well, somebody's birthday, it says, you know, would you like to donate your birthdays to a foundation if you... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen a couple people do that. Yeah. Type in, like, McKinley Rain, M-A-K-I-N-L-E-Y. It comes up. It's 51C3, so Got it comes it. up. You know, so we get people that donate that way. So we get checks in the mail, which is cool. It goes right to their, to their foundation account, and, you know, at TDC, or not TDC, but... Bank by by Steve Collins, TD Bank, TD Bank, yeah. I was going to call it TDC. Um, now you know we have a little, little bit of money in there, yeah. You know, so we're trying to slowly well, or quickly grow to do more, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. It's probably going to take some some big corporate sponsorships to really get um, like national awareness. Yeah, I mean for awareness wise, but I think. Yeah, I think we can. I mean, like breast cancer was able to do with the NFL, like wearing the pink gloves, like that. Yeah. That brought so much. Because then everyone started asking why they were allowed to wear pink now. Right. Um, like I remember, like father-in-law, well, my yeah. son-in-law, that was for uh, Breast Awareness Month. Yeah. And everyone just kind of sat around for a little bit, like what? Yeah. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the goal is to, you know, trying to do something big on that. Because you know, I mean, I don't know, we can make this world a little bit better than how we found it. It's a beautiful thing. It's nice to have an impact. Yeah, it really is. You know, we're here for just a flicker. You know, when you think about it, so. I think, is there anything else you want to throw out there? Dead related? I would like to say there, if anybody wants to check it out, uh, if they type in McKinley Rain, that's M-A-K-I-N-L-E-Y, Rain, on YouTube. 
We have a documentary video that was shot by Nicolette Productions, which is my niece. She's a film major from Flagler. But um, it's it's a very it's a very uh, it's a very hard video to watch. Yeah, but it's it's truth, you know. It's truth, you know. Um, so yeah, check it out and um, you know. So yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. you check out Hick Life. Yeah, right. yeah. If you get a chance, check out HickLife.com. Now you gotta tell me how to get a big buck because <laughs> we get left. You gotta get, get you gotta get some rubber boots. <laughs> I got. I can wear my like my twenty dollar waders. What do you call those? Yeah. Okay, well, that's a wrap. Uh, that was Sean Morris of Hick Life and Townsend Russell of One Hundred Percent Dad, of course, because it's my podcast. Uh, listen, guys, I want everyone to know September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. It's something I didn't know before I talked to Sean. Uh, it definitely doesn't get the publicity of other cancers, uh, and, and, and that's a big deal. Um, so let's let everyone we know know that September is, in fact, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. If you're able to, support the McKaylee Rain Foundation, uh, and you can find Sean Morrison Hick Life and that foundation, of course, online. Uh, uh, Facebook, I think they have a big presence on. So... Uh, Again, thanks for tuning in. This is Townsend Russell with 100% Dad.